Welcome to the Uncensored Society Podcast, where guests share their insights, experiences, and tactics to help you accelerate your business. So building, scaling, and monetizing your business is made easier. And now, your host, Kay Suthar. Guys, oh my goodness, I have such a special guest for you today. Now, his name is Alex. He started his first business at the age of 10. He began selling used golf balls in his neighborhood and realized that he was an entrepreneur. Since then, he has done a lot of real estate technology startup, real estate investing, Eurospace executive, blogging, public speaking, coaching, and finally, now he's all about podcasting. Today, Alex is 100% about podcasting, and this is exactly what we're going to be talking about today on this episode. So please welcome Alex Sanfilippo to the show. Oh my goodness, Alex, I'm so excited for you to be here today. Okay, thank you so much for the kind introduction. Hearing all the things that I apparently do at one time like that is a little overwhelming, though. That was a uh... That was a lot. It sounds like I've done a lot in my time, but you know that's over. Uh, we're going back to the age of ten, so that is a twenty-four year period of time. So it's 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 a little bit of time there, right? <laughs> yes. What I really want to do before we get into the nitty gritty of, of podcasting, right? I want to know with everything that you've done, right? Why podcasting? Where did the love of podcasting come from? Yeah, it's a good question. You know, you kind of shared some of my journey of the different things I've been involved in. And when I got into corporate, so I did some real estate investing, and then we had the whole the whole recession here in the United States, and that's like what really uh, caused me to, to join the aerospace industry because it was just one that wasn't negatively affected by, or I should say, not as negatively affected by the recession that the world was in. So it was focused on just to make it really clear, I was not an astronaut, I wasn't a skydiver or a fighter pilot. Everyone always assumes I'm one of those things. I sat behind a computer, we worked below the atmosphere, and uh, it was a really fun corporate job, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, however, after I believe I was there for almost 15 years, or just maybe it was just over 15 years, but at year 12, the company went public, and it was a multi billion dollar public organization. And when that happens, you lose a lot of the freedom that you have to be kind of an, an I guess there's a term for this now, an entrepreneur. Uh, and which just mean, basically means an entrepreneur that works in a business. And so I kind of like lost that ability to be able to do that. And you actually had a really great episode where you kind of dove into some of what I'm sharing here. It was episode 50 with, uh, I believe it was Lois, and you all were talking about leadership and having a strong why. Really great episode. I encourage everyone to go back and, and listen to that one or watch that one if you haven't yet. Uh, but for me, I just realized my why wasn't being fulfilled anymore. And I wanted to become an entrepreneur. I was like, I think I'm ready to do something on my own. And to go back to, to what I was doing like as a kid, like I wanted to kind of to re kind of align with that purpose and why. And in my lightning fast mind, I realized I needed coaching because I've been corporate for a long time. So starting a business was something I didn't think I'd be very good at anymore. And I was like, you know what? I can't really afford coaches. But what I can do is I can have guests on my podcast that will give me an hour of their time for free. Um, so what I started doing is talking to people who had successfully left a nine to five job to pursue entrepreneurship full time and do so successfully. And so I just started bringing those people on as guests and building relationships and things like that. And I, two things happened. One, I figured out how to become an entrepreneur. But two, I realized that I really love the podcasting space. I loved the other podcasters I got to meet. I loved the guests I was meeting. And I just realized, you know what? This is where I want to be an entrepreneur. So that's kind of like the, the long slash short version, if you will, of, of what got me to where I am and how it became full-time in podcasting. Oh, wow. So that is amazing to hear that you know, you use your resources and realize, okay, you could start a podcast and meet all these people, build your network, right? 
to figure out what you're going to be doing, how you're going to be doing it by talking and building those relationships that you bring on podcasts. That is an amazing tactic, right? Um, yeah. So well done on that. Oh, my goodness. So after doing all of this and, you know, building your business, why do you decide to build a software solution specifically for podcasters? And how did you realize that this was a need? Yeah. So again, going back to like learning entrepreneurship along the way, what I found, this, this is kind of like a very simple framework here, but I basically discovered that you find an area of passion, you dive into that community where you're passionate, you find a problem that community has, and then you offer a solution for it. And that was kind of like the framework I used to become an entrepreneur. And so what I did is I found the area of passion, which was podcasting. I dove into the community. I started speaking at all the podcasting events. And at that point, they were literally only in person. Now we do like hybrid events and stuff like that. But uh, I was speaking at a conference it was in Orlando, Florida. PodFest is what it was called uh, back in 2020. And it was obviously before everything. But uh, anyway, it was when we were still meeting in person. And so I got on stage and, and I made a, a commitment that after I got off of stage, I would talk to as many people as, that would talk to me, right? Like anyone who would want to be nice and say good job or whatever, right? I would yeah. talk to them. And I talked to a hundred people that said the same thing. They said, Alex, I'm having trouble finding guests for my show, or I'm having trouble finding ideal guests for my show. And I heard some other things as well, but that was the most common thing. And it took me back, Kay, to when I first started my podcast. Because again, I was a corporate guy, wanted yeah. to become an entrepreneur. So I was looking looking at my network and I knew a bunch of corporate people, like a bunch of like executives and stuff like that, but not entrepreneurs. And as a matter of fact, I knew three. And so I had all three on my show, and then I asked them all to come back, and then I asked them all to come back again. They all said, dude, you need to find some more entrepreneur friends, right? Like, you need to find some other people. And so I remember really struggling when I got started to find that ideal guest. And thankfully, my show, I really launched at the right time, and it just did exceptionally well. So like, I was able to overcome that in a way that I'd say most people would never have the opportunity to overcome it. Like, most people would have that continue to be a grind to try to find and meet those people. It just, that didn't happen for me, and I'm very thankful for that. But the idea was in my head of like, man, if I just hit the timing just a little bit off, I don't know if I would have kept on podcasting because I couldn't find guests. I was having trouble with it. And hearing these hundred people say that same thing is what gave me the idea of like, this is the problem. I now need to create a solution for this. And that's what really dove me on that path of discovering how to actually do that. Oh, wow. That's an amazing story, how you kind of discovered all of that. And I like the fact that you didn't go ahead and build something but that you thought people needed, you actually spoke to 100 people at an event, found out what they needed, and then went from there, right? Because I feel like people do it the other way around. They assume this is what people need, right? And spend so much time and money building something, and they find out the market really doesn't want it. Right, it's so it's so wise. He's saying that, by the way. That, that's most most people miss that, including myself, leading up to this point, right? Like where that I'm sharing right now. Uh, it's very wise that you realize that, and I think that that's great advice for anybody. Even if you're starting a podcast, starting a some sort of media company, whatever it is you're doing, make sure that you validate the problem before you get started. Right. Exactly. Now, there's something that you say, right? And you recommend podcasters to spend time doing things that don't scale. So explain to us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so I, I believe that many of us, we get in this idea that because there are a lot of automations and tech out there, that everything we do should just be some form of, of automation, push it out to people, get it out there. And you don't have necessarily, not, not anything to do, but nothing that's like directly facing somebody. And I find that to be one of the biggest problems with the tools that we have today. Do not get me wrong. I love automations. I apply them anywhere I can. 
uh, like I have a, a three things I look at every single day. Can I automate, delegate, or eliminate anything that I'm doing? And I, I do that every day. I'm always like looking at ways to do that. However, there's certain things that should not be automated. And this includes, I'm calling this doing things that won't scale because it will not scale what I'm about to share with you, but it's important. An example is if you're a podcast host, you should never go away from talking to people that are listening to your show. If somebody's always liking your, let's just imagine that the, the, the social media content you're posting about your show or they're emailing in, you should always be responding. You should see if they can give you 10 minutes to get on a video conference call just to talk with them about what they like, what we could be doing better on the show, all those things. And a lot of people are like, oh, Alex, like, I, I can only do that a few times a week. I'm like, perfect. Do it a few times a week. Yes, it doesn't scale. You can't get on a call with 100 people a day, but it will give you an insider opinion, an actual perspective, not you guessing and thinking about what's happening. So I do that with my business. I do it with my podcast. Anywhere I can, I get on these calls with people just to try to make sure I understand I'm staying in touch with the pulse of what I'm actually building. Because many of us, we start off on the right foot with a, a podcast, a brand, a company, whatever it might be, right? But we, we begin taking over ourselves, which simply means we start going this direction because we assume, like you said, this is where people want it to go. But sometimes if you go back and talk to people, you realize, wait a minute, they don't want that. They want this instead. But it, it takes you being willing to do that. And it goes a long way because here's the thing. Anytime I talk to somebody, they're like, wow, I can't believe you're real. I'm going to go tell 10 friends about what you're doing because now, now they're, they're willing to share it because they're like, wow, this person actually took the time to talk to me. And it just goes a long way. So I'm a firm believer in making sure that no matter how big your company gets, no matter how little time you have, make time to do things that don't scale. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm hearing from you right now is building those relationships, right? Getting to know people. And you're really good at this. You're constantly talking to different people, whether it is them coming on your podcast or outside, going to events. You have embedded that into your entire business and your life. This is why you have become very successful in what you do. And the thing is, you are such a humble person. You're so down to earth. You're an easy person to talk to as well. And you are all about serving people first, right? Find out what their needs are. And that is really important for people to understand. Um, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs out there, they're in scarcity mode, right? They're trying to build this business. They're trying to generate money. And so they're all about where can they get the next paycheck? Where can they get the next kind of looking at the money rather than looking at the long term and building those relationships? Because Alex, just like you know, even if they're not the right people for your business, they probably have people in their network that can then refer those people to you, right? And you probably found this as well. You're smiling now. Yeah. <laughs> so you probably come across that as well. Now, All the time. All the time. That's like a very common thing is just at the end of the day, don't burn a bridge. Even if you feel like there's never going to be like, okay, if you and I just, I'm just like, yeah, we don't really do the same thing. I'll just, we're just not going to talk. It's fine. We wouldn't be doing this right now. Right. And at some point you'll probably be like, Hey, Alex, you should meet this person. And I will for sure be doing that. Hey, okay. You should meet this person. Even if you and I, I'm just saying like, let's just imagine there's never a chance for us to collaborate directly. We all know somebody. And I just think that yeah. it's not necessarily like, don't let that be your motive, really just try to be a good human to other people, right? We're here to serve each other. And I think as long as we keep that mentality, what we do is going to succeed ultimately. People will be led to you and you'll lead people to others as well. It's about making that connection as quickly as you can. Most definitely. I love that. Now, Alex, I just want to take a couple of steps back, right? Regards to when you started the podcast show. There's a lot of people that I have come across that said, well, you can't start a podcast show until you have become a guest on a few podcasts, right? As 
you know, if you don't listen to a podcast, if you've not been on a podcast yourself, how are you going to build your own podcast? What would you say to those people? And how did you do it? So I, I wouldn't take my own advice of like how I started. I, I didn't know. So uh, this was a few years ago and podcasting has changed a lot. I definitely listened to podcasts. And what I did is I listened not just to to learn from the different shows that I liked, but also I listened so that I could figure out the style that I wanted my show to be in. So I listened to like a very broad range of the, and it was an entrepreneurship show, the first one I did, right? And I've kind of already shared that. So I just looked for business entrepreneurship shows specifically and again, went through a wide range and just kind of like listen to like, what do I like from an intro perspective? How much talking do I like before you get into the episode? Like if, as far as like an introduction is concerned, right? Like all those type of things. I just really dove in. I was not a guest on shows before I started my own. However, if I could go back, I would definitely recommend yeah. to myself to be a guest on a handful of shows. Granted, only if I can really add value because I'm not about just getting on shows to get on shows. Like there needs to be something I can share. I probably would have jumped on some big corporate shows is probably what I would have done just so I could get like, I don't know, the butterflies out, right? Like the first time I turned on a mic to interview somebody, I was I was so nervous and they were like very accomplished. They had done this a million times. So to them, it was nothing. But to me, I'm over here like trying not to like break a sweat while I'm talking on camera, right? And they're like, wow, you're drenched by the end of this thing. But um, but anyway, so I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to get into a little bit of guesting first if you have the experience. If you don't, then it's okay. The other thing that you can do is a... um. Aside from that, like if that's just you're like, you know what, this just isn't going to be right for me right now. Do some solo stuff, just you. Um, and perhaps maybe your podcast can be about that. But with the intent of I'm not even going to share this just to get some practice out, just to be able to like hear yourself on a mic, get familiar with it, go back and listen to it, see what you like, see what you don't like. You might even notice there's a terrible echo in here. And I don't like that. I need to figure that out. Or you might say, I say, um, a lot. <laughs> um, 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 right. I need to stop that. Like you might realize these things. So at the end of the day, I think that getting some reps in before you start makes the launch of your show much, much better. And that would kind of be my suggestion there. Yeah. And do you know what? It's funny that you say that because I remember that when I started getting booked on podcasts, right, um, and I was like promoting my business and what I do and things like that, I had no intentions of launching my own podcast, right? In fact, I was very much like, no, I don't need to. I'm not. It's too much work. I'm not going to be doing it, right? I'm happy to just guest on podcasts. And then as I was getting booked on more and more podcasts, all of a sudden, Alex, people are saying, oh, so what's the name of your podcast? And I'm like, uh-oh, I don't have <laughs> one. And, and another person asked me, and another person asked me, I was like, okay, well, if people are asking for it, I need to now start my own podcast. And I feel like that is a natural progression, right? And so then my next question was, oh, my goodness, where am I going to get guests from? How am I going to find guests, Right. But at that point, I was like, well, I've been on 100 podcasts. Wow. Why don't I just go back and ask those people if they now want to be on my podcast, right? So then it just got easier. And so that's what I did. So guessing on podcasts and then launching your own podcast because then you get to learn how other people are doing it, what other podcasts are doing. And it just makes so much, much more sense and simpler to then launch your own podcast, right? So that's amazing information, Alex. Thank you for that and just teaching us on what you did and your perspective on that. So that's really cool. Okay, so, quick side note. Now, I like your perspective better, though. I think your way was better. Go, go be a guest on 100 <laughs> shows and you've got also those guests built in. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, so I want to get into a, li a little bit more nitty-gritty regards to your podcast business. Now, I hear a lot 
and I tell them right wh where they need to go and all about you and what you do. But they do say, okay, where do I find the ideal guest for my show, right? Because it takes a lot of time and energy trying to find different people. They're looking on things like, you know, different social media platforms because that's where podcasters are advertising and promoting their episodes, right? But uh, there's an easier way, right, Alex? So I would love for you to explain to them what that easy way is. Sure. And this goes back to the story we were just sharing about how I, I collected 100 different podcasters telling me that they're having trouble finding ideal guests. And I, again, going back to me, I had that problem too. So what, what we created is just called Podmatch. And to simply put it, it's a, it's a software that automatically connects podcast guests and hosts for interviews. And it works really similar to how a dating app works, but we're not connecting people for dates. We're connecting people for podcast interviews. Um, common misconception there, right? So like no dating is involved. If, if it is, that's not on us. But um, anyway, so the idea was just, can we basically take a guest and they basically build what's called a one sheet. So it's like a media one sheet. So it's got all their details. Like here's their approved photos you can use. Here's their bio. Here's a bit more description about them. Here's all their social media links. And here's like their desired call to action. Questions already answer. Ideas, ideas for topics they can cover, tags, all these things that like basically any question a host would have, can we put it all on one page? And then what we do is we take all that information, we go to the host that say, my ideal guest I'm looking for is somebody who guested on 100 shows before they started their own podcast, right? And basically it's like, oh, Kay did that. Here's Kay. And they'll automatically match you together. In our system from there, you can message back and forth. We have built-in scheduling calendars. You can literally be a guest on podcast or get guests on podcast without ever, ever having to exchange an email. And if you don't want to, some people like to get into like the emails and stuff like that. That's perfectly fine. But if you don't want to, you don't have to. You should have everything that either party would need to see. So again, as a guest, you can also look at the host profile and see, okay, here's who the audience is. Here's who I'd be speaking to. Here's the flow of it. You can see all of that. And the idea was just, let's just take the friction out of being a guest and being a host and bring those people together. Because Kay, as you know, and I'm not trying to be rude, but like the listeners of, of, on, of Uncensored Society podcast, they they don't care how long it took you to book me necessarily. They want to hear the content, and rightfully so. It's not it's not their business how that it took you six months to find me or something like that, right? So the idea is like let's just right. make it as easy as possible so we can get the content in front of the people that are listening and wanting to learn it as fast as possible because all this stuff in the administrative backend that doesn't help or serve anybody. So that was really our whole idea behind setting this thing up. Right. Awesome. And, and the thing is, I use this platform as well. And I absolutely love it. Like the quality of people is so high. And, you know, it gives people the opportunity to make sure, you know, you build in those relationships and find out all the information beforehand because you allow people to put their bios up on there, what they do, you know, got the entire profile up on there. So you can do the research before you decide that you want to reach out to them and learn more about them, right? And you can even book them on calls if you wish, you know, to have like a pre-screening. You give that opportunity to people and you can have a conversation with them. It's an awesome, awesome platform. I absolutely love it. But Thank the you. biggest thing is, no worries. What I love is I remember you put um, a post up recently regards to Podmatch and you were digging in and looking at who is actually active, who isn't. And you was actually going in there and removing accounts, right? If they were not benefiting or, you know, working for your clients and it's not about the numbers, it's the quality 
around your clients. Tell us a little bit about that and why you did that and what you found that, you know, uh, came out of all of this. Yeah, you know, this was actually a little bit controversial. I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be, but uh, I think Uncensored Society, this is a great spot to talk about it. But uh, in, in one single day, we removed 6,500 people from the platform. And that was, a, at that point, especially a chunk, like a, like one third or something like that of, of the people that were on it. And other people were like in the industry, like, what? Why did you do that? Like, everyone's fighting for like the biggest number and like wanting to have the biggest company. And I was just like, I, I don't care to have the biggest company. I'm like, I'd rather just have the top quality and and really make it effective for the members and the community that are trusting me. Like, I, I don't call anybody on Podmatch. You'll never hear me say the word customer or user. I don't. I call people members of our community. And I want it to, if, if it truly is a community and these people are members, then I need to care about their experience. And so I'll say this quickly. We did not delete a single person that's trying. So even if they're not maybe just learning the ropes, they're still trying to figure things out. They're not the most tech, uh, you know, um, exposed, right? Like they don't really know how to, t- to work all this stuff. We weren't like, sorry, you're out of here. You're not good enough. Like we did not do that. Anybody who's putting the effort, we, we do our best to actually me and the team to educate them, to help the, bring them up to... To, to the level they want to be at. Like a rising tide lifts all ships, right? Like we want to make sure you can bring that up for everybody. Well, the people we removed are the ones that are saying, that are clearly like trying to sell something. They're not really there for the right reason. They're never responding to anybody. They were missing five and six appointments that people were making with them. People just keep on showing them grace and rescheduling. We're just like, hey, listen, it's just not going to work. Here's your money back. And just, sorry, it's just not a good fit. You can, you can find somewhere else. And again, people were like, wow, this is crazy that you did this. But at the end of the day, what matters most to me is the quality. And that's why, I mean, I love that you shared that before I mentioned the quality side of things, because that that is my goal. I don't care to have the biggest company ever. I care to really serve the people that are trusting me the best I possibly can. And that, that at the end of the day is what makes me sleep well at night and makes me excited to be in the business that I'm in. Because again, I'd rather help that few, those few people that are really serving the world in a big way and me just be there to support them than, than helping on a very low level tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people. That just doesn't really interest me very much. Yeah, no, and I totally get that. And this is, that post really stood out to me because I was like, wow, like I don't hear anyone else doing something like this. And it is very controversial, but it's needed. And Alex, we need more people, more entrepreneurs to do those things, to be controversial, because it is about serving the clients, right? It is about quality. It's not all about the numbers and the money it brings in. It is serving the world, right, on a global level, and that's what you do. And I I applaud you for that. That is amazing, right? And I'm just kind of like on the edge, just like, okay, what else is he going to do next? What's coming now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Because I find that... You, you know, you do get creative and you will step out of your comfort zone and do the things that are necessary for your members um, on Podmatch to give them the best quality. And I cannot wait to see what's coming next, right? And I'm kind of on the edge waiting to see what else you do. Even your events. The events that you do are amazing. People love the um, um, content, the quality of content, the people that's on there. And it just all goes really well, right? So yeah, uh, I totally love you, your services, and what you're doing in the industry. We just need more people to do that, right? So you're awesome. Thank you, Kay. You just made my day here, by the way. This is great. <laughs> and one more thing before we go, because I know um, time is of the essence and you've got a lot of things going on, but organization. I want to talk about organization. 
right? So how do podcasters organize their episodes, especially if they're doing it like on a weekly basis, they're booking people, they're having conversations, you know, um, what is the best way to get organized? So I, I find that the best way to get organized is first off to, to just make a plan. Uh, a lot of us, because in the past, before a tool like Podmatch existed, it was just it's, even me when I got started, I'll take any any guess I could get. If someone was an entrepreneur and they had left a nine to five job, I'd take them, right? But I think it's really important that you plan out the next 12 months of your content. And the way I do that is not like every week picking the exact title or topic or anything like that, but basically saying broadly, over the next 12 months, here's where I want my listeners to have gone because they're on this journey with me. So picking basically at some high level stuff like, okay, I want to have Kay on to talk about being getting booked on podcasts. She's been on over 100. I want to talk about that. A month later, okay, I want to talk about SEO. And as a matter of fact, you had a really great SEO episode on your podcast, episode 54 with Stephanie Long. Really great. Like, and I encourage everyone to go back and listen if you're interested in SEO. But like, basically, again, here's how to be a podcast guest one month. Here's kind of SEO stuff. We need to talk about leadership. We got all the, you know, basically picking the direction of the show and then taking a step back and saying, okay, will someone have truly learned something over this 12 month period? If they did this with me, that's going to be meaningful for their life and be focused. That's a really important part of that. So for me, I always start there. So basically, I say is you begin with the listener in mind. Like who's listening? What do you want them to have, have gained and, what, and learned? And then from there, I think it's really important that you, again, I talked about earlier, automate, delegate, and eliminate everything you can. You want to streamline your podcast production process the best you possibly can. Now, perhaps that means getting a coach, meeting with someone like Kay, getting some help, right? Like that, that's a really good way to do that because if you don't, you're going to be a mess. But the idea is instead of having sticky notes everywhere, uh, notepads, Excel spreadsheets, whiteboards, things that I had all when I got started, you want to get it all organized in one really simple system in place and then consistently look at it and say, can I automate anything on this list? Can I delegate anything? Can Kay and maybe her team help me out? Or can I eliminate this? Like, is it just not meaningful? Uh, and an example of that would be for me when I first got started, uh, I was on, uh, I was spending a lot of time on Instagram and I just wasn't getting any listenership from Instagram. That's just not where my audience was. Makes sense. They were entrepreneurs and corporate people. They were on LinkedIn. So what I stopped doing for a little bit was I just cut out Instagram. I reclaimed 20% of my time and my show grew much faster. So that's a, that's the example of actually eliminating something. But doing this is just so important. And uh, for, for me personally, I'm, I'm not trying to do any form of sales pitch. We created a, a small service called Podcast SOP, just stands for Standard Operating Procedures. So it's podcastsop.com. It literally helps you manage your podcast production. So if you're wanting to create a nice checklist you can follow each and every time you're releasing an episode, we built that for podcasters who want to do that. So for what that's worth, it, you can check it out. You do not need to use that, but it is a little tool we built. Maybe it'll help you get a little bit organized. But those are kind of my thoughts around it, Kay. I know I just shared a lot there, maybe a little overwhelming, but I'll let you jump in here and kind of fill in <laughs> gaps if I have any. No worries. Oh my God, that's awesome. And you know, guys, with all what has been mentioned and the links, they all will be in the show notes. So please go and check them out. Before we go, Alex, do you have any last words for people that are struggling with getting involved in podcasting and should they be doing it? Yeah. I mean, first off, we, we did talk a lot about the host side, the guest side. I want to push people to resource I know you'll link to as well. It's actually... So Kay was on my podcast she mentioned the virtual event. She spoke at the virtual event. So if you just go to podpros.com slash 188, podpros.com slash 188, she talked about how to effectively get booked on podcast. And it's a really, really insightful conversation. So we didn't cover a lot of that today, but I encourage you to go check that out. Regarding a podcast, I think the first thing you need to do is come up with your why. Why are you doing this in the first place? What is the purpose behind it? So I just want to encourage everybody, sit down, reflect and see your reason for it. And here's the thing. If you find the reason being, I want to make money, I want to grow my influence, 
although those are great things, that's not a primary reason for starting a podcast. It has to come from a place of service. So I encourage you when you're developing this why, sit down and think about who you believe will be listening and the impact it will have on their lives. When you do that, I believe that's the proper foundation from there. You can build up a podcast guesting and hosting strategy in a way that will truly impact the world and hopefully lead to you becoming a a profitable person in it as well. So that's kind of my final thought for everybody, Kay. And again, I just really appreciate you having me here. This has been an honor and I love what you're doing with your show. Oh my God. I love what you do and the difference you have made for the podcast industry. Thank you guys for coming on to the show. Oh my God. So many golden nuggets. Thank you so much. Thanks again, Kay. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Uncensored Society podcast at www.uncensoredsocietypodcast.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get this and every other episode that's coming out. We have lots of great stuff coming, so make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss it. And thank you in advance for all the reviews and comments. I appreciate it so much and I look forward to serving you in next week's episode.